Thank you for tuning in to Carbondale Historical Society's podcast. This episode is part of our This I Remember audio archive. This archive are interviews conducted in the 1980s and 90s by Mary Ferguson, a longtime resident of Carbondale, born in Spring Gulch. These interviews aired on Katie and Kay and were recently donated to the Historical Society by Mary's descendants. The Historical Society wants to thank Katie and Kay, Seven Stars Rebecca Lodge Number 91, Alpine Bank and Meredith and Dan Bullock Ferguson's family, as well as the many other donors and volunteers who came together to save these tapes and make them forever available to our Carbondale community. Enjoy. I remember Mary Ferguson, Katie and Kay, and to begin with, I wish every mother, every grandmother, every great-grandmother a happy Mother's Day. Tonight, my guest is Bobby Deerhammer, who has lived in this valley a long time, and she has many memories that she will share with us. Bobby, how long have you lived in this valley? Uh, in the valley since 1942, make it 50 years. 50 years. In the Roaring Fork. In the Roaring Fork Valley. Right. You used to have, uh, didn't you have a store and all of that at... Uh, up at Meredith. At Meredith. Uh-huh. And there's a campground named for Howard there now. Well, good. <laughs> I know I when I was in high school, I worked for the Slosses during the summer. Mm-hmm. And um, they, uh, well, they were very prominent people at that time. Oh, and that's good. when I first heard of the Deerhammers. Oh, good. So tell us something about your experiences in Meredith, and then when you came to Carbondale. Okay, uh, I was a postmaster. Oh. And I, I remember at the time that my yearly wages was uh, between four hundred and five hundred dollars a year. Oh my! They make that almost a day now. <laughs> but. Uh, and then we had the general store as part of it. Well, I remember the store. Uh-huh. So um, we were, well, I say it was wonderful country to, to raise kids and dogs, but we Naturally. were tails <laughs> And at that time, there, were, there weren't the people that we have up oh, and down no. the valley. Mm-hmm. What changes have you seen during all this time? Uh, up there, uh, now it's gotten to where it's, it's quite well populated, of course in the wintertime. It isn't that great, but uh, they we have a lot of summer homes up there and so on. But the changes haven't been well. We had to move the store and so on upriver because in uh, well in nineteen around nineteen sixty seven, why they condemned us out to make for the dam. Yes, and so on. And we fought that through the federal courts, but. Well, we had the satisfaction of doing it anyway. <laughs> and then we, uh, in the meantime, we had, uh, uh, the, they had had to do some transferring for the high school because they mm-hmm. didn't have room in the spot. So uh, the next oldest girl and then the boy went to school here in, by bus from, from uh, to Carpenter. And then they enjoyed it so much and we thought they had such a good chance for 
scholarships. So we just bought some property on Main Street, a basement apartment that belonged to the Garlingtons at the time. And uh, the kids batched. And it was mm. registered under my name so we could have the kids mm. finish school here. So, and it worked out just great. I've lost track of the Garlingtons since uh, they have moved away. I know, I have too. He was, uh, he was the assessor, right, oh, for Pitt yes. County. Well, uh, his, their son, Bill, that's how come we got acquainted with him, uh, and Howard were in World War II together, and they'd come back together on leave and stuff. When Bill Garlington went into the service, uh -huh. he uh, saw the name in, I suppose, a telephone directly, director. Uh -huh. And so he called this Bill Garlington, mm -hmm. and he wanted to meet Bill Garlington. And this other Bill Garlington says, I'd like to meet you, but he know I'm colored. Oh, really? <laughs> but they did become friends. Oh, I'm sure they Yes. Did, because they were such nice yes. people. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you see of the valley now? Uh, I own Meredith, of course, taught at Meredith at yes. one time. Mm -hmm. And when you were going through all that moving, she says they're burying my valley. I know. She was I, going to wear. She was well, going to write a book and call it "They're Burying My Valley." Well, you know, we used to call it the Bureau of Reclamation. That took over. Rec, the Bureau of Reclamation. Oh. <laughs> Out so. there. So. Well, what is what is it like now? What uh, um, do they have stores and things there? No, they still just have. They moved the store on up the because they said at the time that that uh, a sixty mile an hour wind would wash it out from the lake. Well, that would never happen. My husband was an engineer, <laughs> but anyway, they moved the store above there, and we just well we were condemned out. And so we bought property here. Then. Where is your family now? Are they all scattered as mine is? No, they've all done their thing through Europe and stuff. They've hitchhiked and worked through. But uh, they all came back to Colorado. And so, oh. so I have a daughter in Boulder and one in um, um, Colorado Springs and a son that well, he commutes from Fort Collins and, and here to Louisiana because he's a, a helicopter pilot. Oh, how interesting. And, yeah, he has an interesting life inside. But uh, we continued with property through the gift exchange, you know, mm -hmm. that you can do tax-free and stuff. That, But he, he purchased the property from sure. us up there with... Uh, the cabin was moved, and he likes to come out and spend a couple. He has two weeks on and two weeks off duty, and so he he likes to come out those. He has weeks. a wonderful place to come to, isn't it? Though that's just He's this back. entire valley, the Roaring Fork Valley, the Crystal River Valley. Uh -huh. I don't know of a prettier place or a more relaxing place. I look at Mount Sopris and I feel at home. That's true. Well, one time. When Amy, a granddaughter, was quite small, and we were coming back from Glenwood, and when we spotted Sopris, and she said, "Oh, that's my mountain," 
<laughs> That's I what, told her she had to share it. <laughs> yes, the that was the Utes Mountain also. Uh huh. You bet. They called it their mountain. Uh -huh. So it's uh, it is. Well, I look up there in the morning and I know, I think I know what the day is going to be like. Although I didn't this winter. This you winter wasn't oh, my. anything I thought of. Uh -huh. Tried to compare it with the past, didn't fit this year at all. I think that's probably that's true. That's true, all the way, all across the nation. Uh -huh. Well, so. in, I think it was in 1952, up there, that we had to practically tunnel through the snow drifts and stuff. And it drove all the elk down to the road. And when <laughs> the mail carrier would come up, and you had to give way to the elk. The elk wouldn't yes, give way to you. <laughs> and so... But we bought uh, the property from the Blanchards. You, yes, I know the yeah, Blanchards. I'm sure you do. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a home here. And at that time, it was right on the edge of city limits. Yes, so at that, that time. That yes. Uh -huh. The uh, their daughter Hazel yeah. Bosselman yes, still lives here. I know. Yes, the Bosselmans are quite. Well, the kids went to school here and everything. I know Bernadine came over to go through the house since we remodeled yes. it because she said her grandmother yes, lived there. had lived there. And after she's gone through it all and so on, she said, you know, when I was younger, this seemed like such a big house. <laughs> well, it, it was at that time. I'm sure it probably was. After Wayne went into the service and he came back home, mm -hmm. he was my fourth grade student at one time, and the first thing he said to me, he says, take that map off the wall and turn it around and put it in the right place. I see. Because, I see. Uh, well, north and south and uh -huh. east and west and, and the classrooms, yeah. I like to have uh, a north and south room. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, when you're east and west and all that, but that was the first thing he told me, uh -huh, uh -huh. to change that map. It just was not right. <laughs> well, you know, with the house that uh, that I'm living in now, and when I, we had it remodeled and so on, and they tore out to put in some more insulation. And I've had, I still have the postcard addressed to Mrs. Blanchard with a postmark very clearly in 1934. Well, that's and it wasn't that. a 29 cent stamp on it either. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how old the house is. Yes. It's still good with the logs. It's, uh, well, it's amazing the way our town is growing. Oh, my. And we can't say stop because we live here. Oh, and no. We need to. But I think they were wise, don't you think? Yes. I think they started with a zoning. Yes, we are, we're working yes. on a zoning code now. That, yes. And if they so. can keep just up, keep it up. So. But you have to change it often. But we look for, oh, our population has doubled and doubled oh and doubled, and it will continue, I That's think, so to right. double. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I think around the time when we were here, it was about 600. Well, I knew it when it was 200. Oh, I bet you did, too. Yes. <laughs> and I have watched it grow and especially the school, uh -huh. because it has grown so oh much. My. And every time we build a new building, we think, oh, we've got it made. Uh -huh. And in three years' time, we're crowded That's again. Right. We right. need another building. 
I know the two kids got caught in that. Because they graduated in 63 or 64. Well, I when I graduated, there were four graduating seniors. And oh, okay. Later on, there's a couple of years ago, there were 64 See? graduating seniors. This, um, well, the entire valley, not only Carbondale, but the entire valley is growing. Oh, my. Well, you know, it's not the only place that can grow. At the one time, we were at the end of the line. Oh, that's true. And uh -huh. uh, now with Marble opening up again and uh, all the things that are happening, it's hard to keep up with with what's going on I in this know. town. But I, I've been pleased at the growth. It's been well controlled, I think. The um, Well, all up and down the river, the Roaring Fork River, where there used to be just trees or houses now, sure. and uh, sure. <clears throat> and what about the uh, the dam? <laughs> well, the kids, I say, we took it through federal court and so on, but nobody fought the the government at that time. So we had a lot of people that came from out of states and said, continue it. Well, it was, we were getting older and uh, it would cost so much to take it on. So, but everybody said, we'll, we'll help you, we'll help you pay the installment. But we couldn't depend on that. So we just took what they dished out. But, uh, and, but that, that set a precedent because I say nobody fought the government before that. And from then on out, well, I did. Well, uh, <coughs> what is the dam like? Oh, it's pretty now. That's what I told Do you. Do they have a lot of uh, activity on it? Oh, yeah. They have a lot of yachting. That and it's uh, terrific for that. It has a, it's just, it's a beautiful lake. We hope we can keep it that way up there. <laughs> But at the time, the, the, my children thought it was terrible. <laughs> and, so, and I said, you just watch a few years and nature heals itself. And it does. So, yeah, so they enjoy it now too. But the, it was such elk country. And uh, one time we went up one evening and the ice had formed on it when the lake was fairly new. And one of the girls was with me, and uh, we saw, and there were elk walk, still migrating across, across the there. ice. Uh, on the ice. Wasn't that deep? Well, no, it was on the ice. Oh, on the ice. Uh -huh. I didn't think the ice would be that, oh, that yeah. solid. Sure. So it's a lot of memories I guess. tied up with that. How many houses were, were moved out? How many... Companies, how many buildings, how many people oh, were goodness. flooded out, were buried out? Well, let's see. There were the, uh, well, McClure had bought the Williams Ranch. Was it yes, I know the Williams. Big, yeah, okay. The Williams Ranch and uh, and then the Nelson Ranch, that was two miles above. That was taken out. And I can't tell you acreage no. at all, but... But uh, there were the two big, two big ones 
and I can't think of another one. Just uh, Williams Ranch, and, the, and I know the that the Williams had uh, and and Howard's dad had settled up there just about the same time, like what eighteen late eighteen hundreds. Isn't that something? I know. I think there's the Williams living in basalt now. Well, uh, I know there were some. Yes. And uh, I'm sure they look back on what used to be farmland now and it's uh -huh. covered with water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know the Nelsons felt, re they were really hard put. They weren't happy with it at all. Uh, you're quite active down here. Oh, yeah. You are... Uh, <laughs> You deliver Meals on Wheels, uh -huh. and uh, tell us something about Meals on Wheels. Yes, uh, we can always use some more carriers, but we deliver in the counties. <clears throat> Even, I think, the farthest away is about five miles out. But uh, we pick up meals, and they can contribute. I think it's about $2 now for a meal. But if they can't afford it, we still take it, and so on. And that those are for people that can't get out. They're homebound. Homebound. Uh -huh. Now, where do you get your meals? Well, at the time, uh, right now, the landmark are, is supplying them. And then we get one day's at the Heritage Care Center. That was really a boom for our town, too. Oh, my. We worked hard to get it. And you bet. Yes. I know I, I do. Uh, I call bingo on Wednesdays. And, oh. and I just love it. <laughs> we have the best time. <laughs> That's great. You bet. Of course, the fire department also has bingo on Tuesdays. Uh, do they and still uh, have? I read. I yes. wasn't sure that they kept that. They up. have. And I. whenever I had a Tuesday off, I would mm -hmm. always go because uh -huh. it was for such a good cause. Oh, you bet. You bet. And, our fire department just covers everything, and our ambulance, we call the ambulance a couple of times, sure. and they were there instantly. Oh, they are. They're so good. Before that, we had to find somebody to take us to Glenwood, uh -huh, too, uh -huh. especially if we had to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but now we have that service immediate, and also the police department and all. Mm -hmm. One time we had one person that did all the policing in town when Dean Smith was alive. Uh -huh. And now we have about eight people doing that. Uh -huh. yeah. But we have eight times as many people. Sure. Much more than that. It's hard to get scattered around no. like that. So, but the 911, I think. Yes, that helps. That helps, like everything, I'm sure. Took us a long time to get nine one one, but it's mm -hmm. it's great and to now have. And isn't it? it has never progressed to where yes. they get the address. You have your address, and, and uh, when you put in your call, they know where you are without. So so many times you can't tell them where you are. That's right. Or who you are, or right. whatever. Mm -hmm. So really, I think the town should be patted on the back because they've done so well. I think so too. I think that they've just uh, progressed so well with their zoning and the controls, and and everybody's into it. 
right now we're in the trash nice. business, or yeah. getting out of the trash <laughs> business, and we are trying to get well, what we think is the best for the town. Mm -hmm. That's true. And as long as they can continue to recycle, that helps like everything. So. I think we should go to the companies and have them package their products That's in, true. A, in a better fashion mm -hmm. so there wouldn't have to be so much waste That's right. to recycle. That's true. That's true. So. I wish they'd find some way to recycle plastic. <laughs> well, we haven't yet. It's, it's kind of a touchy thing. I'm sure it is. <laughs> and everything is plastic. You have been listening to Bobby Deerhammer on KDNK, this I Remember program. And she has shared a lot of her memories with us. She is uh, an old timer in this valley. Where did you come from? I came from the, uh, out in the Los Angeles, Colorado. Oh. That's between so Lamar and Pueblo. So you're still in Colorado. <laughs> I'm still in Colorado. Okay. So this I remember, Katie and Kay, Mary Ferguson, I thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to another fantastic installment of This I Remember by Mary Ferguson. For the full archive of all of the episodes, please visit CarbondaleHistory.org. If you would like to be able to search through the entire transcription library of all of her episodes, please email info at CarbondaleHistory.org. Thanks so much. Stay tuned. Subscribe.